when you've been doing something for decades, you have such a huge amount of experience and knowledge that you can share with other people. That's the ideal time to do consulting because then you can work as little or as much as you want. You can live anywhere you want. You can be really selective about your clients. So anybody who is looking at thinking they want to sell their business in, I would say, five years or even more, start thinking about that. How can you position yourself as the expert in your field and in the niche within your field that you really love? Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker, and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights, and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hi, Gavin here. Welcome back to the Business Mastermind podcast and another in my mini series of Buy, Build and Sell. And today, Lisa Kipps-Brown is on the line. Lisa um, is a business uh, reimagineer, I love that title, and opportunity miner. And she's got an expertise across the web and marketing strategies with really straightforward, down-to-earth language, which is something that I'm a fan of. And she helps business owners, entrepreneurs, transfer their business models, increase the company's market value, and is author of the book called Boomer Cash Out, Increase Your Business's Value and Marketability to Sell for Retirement. Lisa, welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. So uh, as part of this series, we're talking about how you can grow your business through acquisition, but also the things that you need to do so that your business is in the best possible shape for sale and for retirement. And something that I feel quite personally passionate about is helping people who may have struggled to sell their business and have hung on too long in time in the years when they should have been retired. So I would like to sort of get into that conversation. But before we do that, I'd like to hear a little about you, your background and the work that you do. Okay. Well, I used to be an accountant. Oh, many, kindred many spirit. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, in the early 90s, I was actually the U.S. controller for an international software company that was owned by a Welsh holding company. And one of the coders that worked for us said, I had a sideline business doing business consulting. He said, you ought to add web design. And I was like, no way, because all I could think of was Fortran, the old punch cards. I'm sure you're too young to probably even know what that is. <laughs> but I was like, oh, my God, no. But he piqued my interest just enough to look into it. And I realized it's nothing like that and that I could take my business expertise and use it in a way that was more fun for me and more creative. So I stopped doing accounting. I stopped doing everything else but web design and development. Now, since I started my business in 1996, now it's come back around full circle that so many people can do things themselves. So now I focus on helping them make sure they're doing the right thing so that their business is more valuable and more marketable, but also so that while they're running it, it's more fun for them to be part of. Great, great. And it's so easy over the passage of time for the business to stop being fun. Yes. And I, and I know that firsthand and I'm sure you've probably experienced that. 
I would say almost every entrepreneur gets started because we want to be our own boss. Mm -hmm. And then before long, we realize, okay, we have tons of bosses. Our clients are our boss. And a lot of us end up miserable. And I think a big reason for that is that when the typical entrepreneur, when we're building our business, even if we have a product or service that's unique, we tend to look around at the people around us and build it like we think it should be built instead of looking at it as, Hey, this is my business and I can make it anything I want, you know, and from the hours that you work to the clients that you serve to everything. Um, And I think that's where a lot of us, and I said, as I said earlier, myself included, I went off down that road for a little while a few years ago. And when we do that, it doesn't fit our personality anymore. We, we start working with clients that we don't enjoy. We start doing work that we don't enjoy. So I encourage everybody to take a step back and try to think like back when you first started your business and, you know, what do you really want your life to be like? In terms of what you want your business, how you want, how you want your business to serve you, how mm-hmm. you want to, what your experience is going to be. And, some people, that's quite a powerful experience to go through for, I think, everybody that goes through that. It is, and it, it can be really scary, especially for older business owners. And I'm 59. I don't mind saying that. So anybody, I think especially 50 and older, um, people tend to be either afraid of change or embarrassed to admit that they don't know certain things about technology. And some are just arrogant. Ego can be the worst thing because if somebody thinks, oh, well, this is the way I've always done it. It's working for me. I don't need to change. They're not taking into account that maybe nobody else wants to run a business like that. And so who are you going to sell it to because nobody wants to buy a job? You know, so those are some of the things that I deal with. It does get to be scary for people, and but it's also self-discovery. So it can be really exciting to actually go back to what you want instead of what you have to do. Yeah, and also about what your life might look like after business as well. Because if, right. if you want, if you want, if you want to build that business up, your business up, so that you can sell it, mm-hmm. you don't want to wake up, you know, a week or a month later and just go, okay, I'm bored now. You you, you want something else to look forward to to get you get get excited about. Yeah, and I encourage a lot of people, and I'm doing this myself, to think about what do you want to do after you retire. And I think most people don't want to not work. It's just that they don't want to work in the way that they envision work and how work has been throughout their life. Um, But when you've been doing something for decades, you have such a huge amount of experience and knowledge that you can share with other people. That's the ideal time to do consulting because then you can work as little or as much as you want. You can live anywhere you want. You can be really selective about your clients. So anybody who is looking at thinking they want to sell their business in, I would say, five years or even more, start thinking about that. How can you position yourself as the expert in your field and in the niche within your field that you really love? Yeah, fantastic. So what are the things that business owners need to be thinking about if they're going to be able to sell a business that they're going to make it more marketable they're going to increase the valuation what, what what should they be paying attention to 
Um, well, first and foremost, outside of, you know, that it has to be a business that's making money and that has a future. Um, I think anything that can make the business able to run without you, and I'm sure you see this all the time, Gavin, that people work in their business instead of on their business and For they sure. don't stop to think about how could anybody else just walk in and take it over. Most people who buy a business want a turnkey business that they can hire people to run. Even if they're going to run it themselves, they don't want to have to run it themselves. So like I said, nobody wants to buy a job. So you need to set your business up in ways that you have processes and that you're using the web and other technology to your advantage. Use automation to make things easier and faster to do to get rid of the busy work. Because with using things like that, you can have less employees, less overhead. You know, there are all kinds of benefits to you while you're doing it. And then that's something that makes it more valuable to the buyer. Hi, Gavin here. I wanted to say a huge thank you. Thank you to all of you who have bought a copy of my book, Survive and Thrive, How to Secure, Scale and Succeed in Business. The feedback's been excellent. Copies have gone to all four corners of the planet. I'm so grateful and humbled. I also wanted to let you know that now the audiobook version is out. The audio format can be got from audible.co.uk or audible.com or from my website, surviveandthrive.cc. It was a lot of fun recording the audiobook, and hopefully you'll pick up my passion as I take you through all the insights, strategies, and case studies to help you not only survive, but thrive through uncertain times. So go to audible.com or audible.co.uk to check out Survive and Thrive by Gavin Preston, or grab it from my website, surviveandthrive.cc. What do you think gets in the way of a business owner having set those processes up, the the automation, you know, what keeps them in the job? Um, probably never enough time. You know how that is. I'll do it tomorrow, do it tomorrow, do it tomorrow. So they keep putting it off. And as I mentioned earlier, afraid. They don't know what to do in realistically you don't if you don't know the right questions you can't get the right answers but you can't ask the right questions if you don't know what to ask so when you're dealing with technology and it's totally new to you and a lot of people only read what they they'll ask only what they've read in an article somewhere and most people that they end up working with are a lot younger and there's nothing wrong with that it's great to have young ideas around you but the problem is those people don't have the deep business experience. So they might know the technology or design part, but they don't know strategically what are the best apps for you to use in your business and, you know, to make the business run more smoothly to, to put you in a strategic advantage. And so there's a massively fast changing pace around apps and automization and integration between different systems and i think we're going to see even more of that you know over the over the next 12 uh, months two years the, having systems that can integrate and provide provide automization it can be a game changer in terms of productivity 
Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I my cousin, now he's a lot younger than me. He's like mid-40s. So he's not, you know, old enough to be afraid as much of technology. But even at that, he owns a landscaping company that he sure. started from scratch. He would find himself working like four or five hours every night on quotes or invoicing, things like that. So his wife kept hounding him and hounding him. They have a baby. She's like, I want a life. She finally talked him into starting to use a CRM, which if y'all out there, if you don't know what a CRM is, it's client relationship management or customer relationship management, depending on, you know, what type of field you're in. But she finally talked him into doing that. And there are tons of them out there. But the one he selected was pretty much for the landscaping bit for the landscaping industry. He's able to do his quotes through it. People are able to accept their quotes through it. Um, you know, do invoicing, payment, all of that. He is saving about 20 hours a week. Whoa, that's yeah. significant. 20 hours a week. And within six months of him starting to use that, his business topped the million dollar mark in revenue. I personally don't think that's any coincidence. Well, no, no, you're getting more quotes out there. It's easier for the customers, the prospective customers to accept those quotes. And, you know. Yeah, he was already well on his way, Gavin. But I really think that he reached that level way faster in those six months than he would have otherwise. So diving into finding out about cloud-based, whether it be accounting or CRM systems, project management systems, task management systems, all of these can really help your productivity. You're setting up processes so a business can operate whether you're out of it or or not. Um, I want to come back to your point about when I asked the question, why do you think many business owners haven't got out of the doing of the job? You say time. Have you found a way of kind of like waking them up to the fact that they now have to get out of the job. Otherwise they're going to find it a bit harder to sell the business. Well, most people don't know this, but only one third of businesses ever sell. The right. rest were closed down. And the ones that do sell usually go for about half of what the owners were. Mm-hmm. So if that's not scary enough, the other fact is that, the typical business owner has 98% of their of their net worth tied up in their business. So if you go, Whoa, I basically have all of my net worth in my business, but I only have a 33% chance of selling it. And then if I am in that 33%, most likely I'm only going to get half of what it's worth. That is scary. Yeah. If that doesn't wake up people, I don't know what will, you know, when I was younger, I would look at these elderly people that were still running their business. And I thought, Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. They love what they do so much that they're still doing it when they don't have to. Then I realized, no, that's not the problem. They could not afford to, to shut down or, you know, to, to retire. Um, my, my father back in the eighties, now he was going to retire because of health reasons. So he didn't really plan ahead. But at the time, he closed his business and sold the building. He was lucky that he owned the building. Most people don't even have that. Um, but so there's an elderly man in the town that I live in. He owned a jewelry store that had been there since before I was probably born. And he was still working up until last year. He was in his late 80s. Whoa. He finally closed it down. 
so it's really sad because those local businesses are such a part of the community. So even though it's really important to the owner, if you think about all the people in the community that the business affected over the years and that they are part of all those memories, it's sad because it is a big loss to the community. It is. And, and whilst those individuals, you know, like, like that gentleman working till his late 80s, probably still enjoyed dealing with customers and everything, but he possibly wouldn't have wanted to carry on working that long or working five, six days a week for that long. And yeah, missed an opportunity to travel and to, to, yeah. to, to, to do different things with the, the, the retirement years. What do you find the hardest thing for, so let, let's say you've got a business owner, they understand about importance of systems and processes. They understand that they need to start to get the business ready. They may also have found that some of their energy, motivation, and engagement with the business has waned in line with the performance of the business. How do you help them get a, a breathe a new uh, sort of uh, sense of life into their business and get the the business looking better, other than just the automate automation and systems yeah. piece? Uh, well, I always do what I call a brainstorm with my clients when I first start working with them. And before I really even know anything more about the business, I want to talk about themselves. Why did they start it? What are their dreams? What is their family like? Where does everybody live? If they could be anywhere in the world doing anything they want in, let's say, 10 years, where would that be and what would they be doing? And that helps me get a feel for whether they are just sick and tired of their business or whether they really love it, but they just, you know, know that they want to position it. So we start there and then we start delving more into their interests and strengths and weaknesses. And I actually help my clients come up with new product ideas or productized services, new divisions, or help them position themselves as an expert within the industry so they can start gradually building this consulting business along with it, but have something to step into when they are ready to retire. So I, it's really about getting to know them. And I love that you do that help them to build up their kind of consulting uh, business or maybe non-exec directorships and that sort of thing is because the more they can be excited about what's next, mm -hmm. the more they're going to be motivated to get the business ready to sell. That's right. And there's an old saying, not to be morbid, but there's an old saying that every time an elderly person dies, it's like the door closing on another library. And that is true, but I think it's carried even further when we're in business. Think of all of the decades of experience that these business owners have that they can share with other people, with younger people, even people their own age who may not know the things that they do it's such a loss if they're not able to share that and keep that knowledge growing and everybody in the world is unique even if you do the same thing even if you're in the in the exact same job or you own the exact type same type of business even if it's a franchise because you have different life experiences and you have different customers when you put all of that together you have knowledge and experience that nobody else has that's invaluable. Uh, undoubtedly. Um, and I guess also with you working alongside your customers, you're 
taking away some of the fear around the process of getting the business ready for sale and the process of engaging with potential buyers. Yeah. Yeah. Because the more confident you are that you have something of value and that you know, this is good. Anytime you're more confident that comes across better, you know, just like when you're dating. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, you know, when you're desperate or whatever, and people aren't attracted to you, but if you're self-confident and you know, you have interesting things to talk about for and, sure. And you've invested in yourself. And I don't mean financially like fingernails and eyelashes <laughs> invested in yourself to make yourself a more interesting person. It's just like that. The more confident you are, the more marketable you are. And the more you have your business positioned to be a unique business that's differentiated from others within your industry and that you really know that you have something great to offer, it makes it a lot easier to come across with confidence and also to not just accept any old offer that comes along. And um, how do you use the internet uh, from marketing point of view, A, to help breathe some new fresh, at least a life in revenue growth in those businesses, and then B, to help sell it? Uh, well, a lot of it will come down to the processes, like automation, things like that. Um, I, with that, I usually start people off with just invoicing if they're not using anything because that's something that everybody does. So if you can just get them to start using cloud-based invoicing and set up recurring invoicing, sending out automa automatic reminders, getting paid online, just that is like, whoa, that saves a lot of time. Um, and it could be time that the business owner is spending, or it could be time that a paid employee is spending. And they realize that employee could be using that time more effectively. Um, to, so that's usually where I start off with automation. But I really will go through, and again, like I said earlier, it really depends on the client as to what they need. But I try to, if it's a service-based business, I try to come up with productized services that are much easier to offer because it's, this is what it is. This is the price and this is what it is. <clears throat> and then you can get into the higher dollar custom stuff. But if you have this productized service, that's a way to get people's toe in the door. It can help you get revenue going with a lot less work on your part. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, oh, and, I'm sorry. And then of course, social media, you know, things like that, social media podcasts, all of those things are great for promoting the business, but I was talking more operationally. And one of the things that given the fact that a new owner won't want to buy a job, um, do you help um, the, the existing owner build a management team or build build the employee base so that they've actually got a team that can run the business when they're gone? I'm not into hiring, but I will help them figure out what their strengths and weaknesses are so that they know where they can use help the most, where they would get the most bang for their buck. And then I have, <clears throat> excuse me, I have other people that I know, business associates that are much better than me at actually finding, you know, finding people uh, that I can hook them up with if they need it. I don't, I don't know about you, but it, for me, it's um, 
it, it feels a, a, a deep fulfillment and satisfaction to have been help, to help somebody sell their business when they are, are tired because of the pro, you know, ensuing years, they've struggled to sell it. They don't even believe that they can sell it. Right. They've given up hope and they've resigned themselves to having to keep on working to be able to, free them up to go on to do something else whether it be a consultancy uh gig or whether that be travel or whether spend time with the grandkids whatever it might be mm-hmm. um it, it's so fulfilling to be able to help facilitate that it is i, I want to tell you about one now this is from the 90s the late 90s um but this is when i really knew that i had a knack for looking at the internet differently I had a client who published, self-published a set of books that was for yacht brokers and so forth. All right. Of course, you have to keep printing them and keep printing them because, of course, there was no print-on-demand back then. Well, her husband got cancer and died. Cost them a fortune in medical bills. They didn't have good insurance because they were self-employed, as many people who are self-employed. She ran out of money and she couldn't take it back to print. So it was basically worthless, but there was a market of people out there who really, really wanted it. So first I helped her raise the money to take it back to print. But then I looked at it and I was like, the big problems are the cost of printing and then storing the inventory. You know, you have to have somewhere to store it and then you have to deal with fulfillment. And back then she did the fulfillment because there weren't, you know, all the fulfillment services like there are now. So I said, you know, we can get rid of all of those problems by turning this into a digital product. So we actually turned every page, thousands of pages, into a digital subscription-based service. And the professionals that used it could get like a monthly, quarterly, or yearly subscription. But people just like you or I that wanted to use it to help us make a buying decision we could join for 24 hours or 48 hours or a week and we could have access to help us do the research we wanted. So that she, it just blew her mind because she would have never dreamed of doing anything like that. And then right before the dot-com bubble burst, we sold the business to a dot-com company. Wow. Good timing as well. Yeah, so she was literally going to just shut down totally, just that was it. And because she had no vision of what she could do differently, because all she was thinking about is books. And so that's the thing. Most people really need somebody who is objective, somebody outside themselves to help them dream. And I think you and I are even the same. Because we get too close to our own business. Oh, for sure. I completely agree with you there, Lisa. Yeah. I love yeah, that story. You yeah, t- you take you've taken uh, somebody who who was uh, came on genuine emotional and financial hardship and you've helped to turn that around, which is amazing. Yeah, and it, I just love it. And and that I mean, I don't even know of any subscription based businesses back then. I can't think of any other than things like AOL, you know, yeah, yeah. the internet service providers. Um, Google wasn't around yet. Oh. Amazon was. We were actually selling her books on Amazon. Fantastic. So starting in 1997, Amazon was around, but most people didn't even know what Amazon was unless they were geeks like me. And um, I mean, I was in business when Wired Magazine started and 
they started sending me free magazines just because it's like, hey, if you're in the business, you know. So it's pretty funny uh, how far the internet has come since then. But so many people think, oh, you know, everything's been done. Everything's been done on the internet that can be done. So you're either doing it or you're too late. That is not true. It, it, I can't even imagine. There are no limits. Anything that somebody can dream up can be done. I completely agree. So, Lisa, um, other than people looking on Amazon for uh, Boomer Cash Out, increase your business's value and marketability to sell for retirement, how can people find out more about what you do and how you help business owners prepare their business for retirement? Well, they can go to my website, lisakipsbrown.com. It's spelled L-I-S-A-K-I-P-P-S-B-R-O-W-N.com. And if they want my book, I'm going to set up a code, just Gavin is going to be the code, and they can enter it and get a free copy of the book. Oh, that's fantastic. Great. Thank you very much for doing that for the listeners. Oh, you're welcome. So we're going to do that, but also there they can see how, because I own my web design and development company, but at some point I'm not going to want to have to deal with people work. You know, I'm not going to want to have to deal with all of that, even though I love it. I'm trying to think ahead, you know, eight years, 10 years. So they can see on there how I've productized my services to take the high level knowledge that would be in our web, web design company, but I'm taking my high level knowledge that only clients that normally work with us on a project can have access to it an hour or two at a time. Great. So th- I think that also might help them learn. Yeah, yeah. And, and also being able to do that at a time that suits you know, an individual and picking yeah. it up for an hour or two at a time just to be able to, yeah. to get those very powerful insights. Lisa, thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. And thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success and create more impact.